Hey, welcome to week two of a community over content. And I want to read a verse for you that really is at the heart of this series. First Thessalonians 2.8 says, We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you'd become so dear to us. Our lives as well. In this series, we're challenging ourselves with what it means to us for God to value community over content. And what does it look like when we get it in reverse? Last week, we looked at the elements of community and growth and engagement and, and how we can lean into the heart of sharing our lives as well in order to reach the community over content desire or heart that God has for us so that we can experience our fullest life, right? So that we could live out the heart of God, if you would. Today, we want to look at the first of five qualities of living a life that places community over content. And, and we can discover these through stories in scripture that really reveal the heart or character of God. And you hear passages like this, if you're reading through scripture, which I challenge you to do, Leviticus 26, 12. It's in the middle of a bunch of stuff, right? If you've read Leviticus, but it says this, a truth just pops you. It says, I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. I will walk among you. Our big idea today is community, community is expressed by walking with each other. Like, yeah, it's one thing for us to experience it, you know, through community and growth and, and, and through engagement, but we express our heart from the inside out. That community is expressed by walking with each other. Where does this come from? Well, in the beginning, God created man. You're like, wow, he's taking this question literally. Yeah, all the way back at the beginning, God created man in his likeness and image. And he walked with him in the cool of the day, or at least that's what you've heard said. If you go read the text, you don't actually read a scripture that says, and God walked with Adam, right? It's, it's more the heart of what God and Adam are engaged in doing in the creation story. Uh, we don't, where we get it from is Galatians 3.8, because God comes walking to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. And you can assume that's been his practice with Adam before that moment says that he would name the animals with Adam and, and they would uh, explore the garden and just that Genesis 1 to 3 window of occurrences, God was probably walking around with Adam a bunch, right? And so that's where that phrase or that spirit comes through and really gives us this value in us. You could see that God valued community and understood the power of walking with one another walking with one another, not just walking, walking among, right? So, th so there's this passion or heart, even in these little words of the creation story. 
And Adam and God looked for a helpmate in the garden. They didn't find one. God creates Eve. God creates them, places them in the garden, says it's all yours. Explore it. Have fun. Just don't eat from that tree. And, and sin happens even after God created them and said they're very good. I just look at this story in Genesis and I go, God wanted community with people. We broke it with sin, right? We were very, very good. And God wants to give us a way to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior so that again, that relationship is restored. God's all about community. And, and therefore, we're being created in his likeness and image. We're all about community. God walked with Adam. He could have given him the Ten Commandments right from the get-go. He could have introduced him to a bunch of laws. Here's a bunch of rules. He only gave him one. Don't eat from that tree. Uh, instead, he walked with him through the garden. They named animals together in the cool of the day. Jesus literally walked with his disciples. He walked on water, right? I mean, we see God walking with. This is just something that happens. God valued being present with those he loved and loved, therefore, those he was present with, right? Even as 1 Thessalonians 2.8 says, we loved you so much because you had become so dear to us. It's a process that makes us share our lives as well. And people become so dear through that process. This is why we hold the value that we are present with community shoulder to shoulder with those around us, each other, neighbors, schools, cities, state, country. We want to be shoulder to shoulder in the mix, if you will, not on the sideline. We must walk with each other. That is community. So how do we walk with each other? What are some things you can lean into so you can walk with each other more intentionally. How about we toss three at you, right? When, when you walk with each other, you show up. Thought one, you show up. God was amazing at just showing up. Let's think of some of the stories through scripture. Well, we just read one or referred to it in Galatians uh, 3 or Genesis 3, not, 3, 8. Can I speak? Yeah, Genesis, in Genesis 3, 8, Adam and Eve, uh, God just walks into the garden. He shows up. I mean, he shows up and wrestles Jacob in Genesis 32. Like they full on have a wrestling match and Jacob gets his hip popped out of the socket. It's a crazy story. He, he shows up in uh, the Gospels in the flesh. Like that's what the whole... Nativity is. Christmas is all about celebrating this, right? The God becomes flesh. He sends his one and only son and comes in humanity. Uh, so that's pretty incredible. Jesus shows up to his disciples after the resurrection. They're praying. They're questioning what is going on. And all of a sudden, boom, Jesus shows up. The Holy Spirit shows up. Man, God's character, right? Remember, we believe the Trinity, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three but one, right? 
And the Holy Spirit shows up, as we'll read in our Bible reading plan in a month, right? When we get to the book of Acts, you'll see the Holy Spirit show up in the upper room and the church becomes what it is, what it is today, and it's still growing. Psalm 23, 4 says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. When I walk, you are close beside me. I'll repeat that one more time. Psalm 23, when I walk, you are close beside me. Let that stick in your head. Okay, kids, this is for you. You know how it feels when your friends show up to your birthday party? I mean, it's that feeling that, yeah, my buddy's here. They showed up for me. This is students. How about this? You know that feeling when someone shows up to, to your game, you see them in the stands or, or your concert or production, event, your party. It's that they value me. Like you, it, it increases like this sense of worth. Now, it doesn't change your value, but you get a sense of value from that because they were present. It means so much when we're present. Adults, have you ever had a party, a wedding, uh, a memorial, a funeral, and you looked back at the guest book? How much did that mean? I mean think about that moment of emotion. And maybe you didn't even get time to connect with them during the event, but you saw their name written in the book and it just meant they showed up. It's powerful, it's humbling, it's an honor. And you realize who your true community is in moments like that. So if God values community over content, what are we doing that says we are putting content over community when it comes to showing up? Uh, how about when we send the gift to the wedding with somebody we knew is still going and they show up and, uh, you know, so all of a sudden the bride and groom when they're opening gifts get a gift from you that was there at the wedding and oh, their name wasn't in the book, but we had, they must have been there. Right? Hope Anyway, that might be getting a little personal, but you know, it, you didn't make time to congratulate them in person. Um, what we're embracing there is one of two lies. I'll just call it like it is. One, you're hoping they'll think you were there and you got away with it because you just didn't want to show up. Or two, uh, we don't need to stick around and congratulate them. Let's say you actually went but you didn't want to wait in that line to congratulate them and say, hey, you're like, oh, we signed the book. We brought the gift. You valued content over community. It would mean so much more if you were there giving them a hug around the neck or whatever you do now that we're social distancing at weddings. Um, content over community. You see that there? Okay, let's go to a movie illustration. I like this movie. 1991 hook with Robin Williams. Anybody? Anybody? Come on. I see, see those hands. Here's the deal. Uh, 
the dad is so disconnected and they draw this picture of what would a deadbeat dad look like. This is little, uh, th this, this is Robin Williams character and he's just too busy of a professional to make it to his son's baseball game. What does he do? He sends somebody with one of those big old VHS camcorders, one of his employees to film his son's game he promised to personally show up to. And he does show up at the field, but everybody's gone. But he's got the recording. But his son is devastated. What did he do? Content over community. He missed that relationship. All his son wanted was for his dad to show up. So let's show up, right? Point taken. Thought two, you, you talk to each other. When you walk with each other, you talk to each other. Right before I left to record this message, my daughter got back from walking around our neighborhood with friends to get her steps in. And when she walked in the door, she says, that was so much fun because like we talked to each other the whole time. If you know my Jaden, that the whole, the, the whole time, she talks. She has a lot of words to offer this world. It's her gift. And uh, God shows up <laughs> in voice all throughout scripture as God loves to talk. In, in some surprising moments, God speaks to Moses from a burning bush in Exodus 3. Can you imagine that? This bush is on fire and talking to me. God. God speaks to Balaam through his donkey in Numbers 22. Yeah, he so much wanted to talk to Balaam and correct him that he spoke through the donkey. God speaks to the crowd at Jesus' baptism in Matthew 3. This is my son in whom I am well pleased, in whom I love, in whom I'm well pleased, right? And this big moment occurs, those seeing John the Baptist baptize Jesus, this voice from heaven. God speaks. He talks to us. Jesus teaches on this as he's sharing how the sheep know his voice in John 10. You know, I'm going to come out. I'm going to be the shepherd and the sheep will know my voice. It's interesting that in most, uh, in the most connected generation ever, right now, it's the loneliest generation ever because this doesn't use this and this and this. Words don't, content does not communicate like community. When friendships are based on memes, likes, follows, comments, where does conversation or interaction come into that? Parents, how many times have you told your kids or students, just go and talk to them? I mean, there's various illustrations I could give, but I won't talk about my kids the whole time. But just the reality of, hey, just go and come on, go and talk to them. Uh, funny, I guarantee actually, right now, uh, my wife is not thinking about the kids. She is uh, right now, Dana, who's my wife, um, 
It was her birthday this Wednesday. Happy birthday, hun. And uh, purposefully, I did not post a social media post or anything. I told her happy birthday. I wrote a physical card. We had a conversation. We exchanged gifts. But what is the thing that I'm going to just like, I put a social media story on and so your birthday's happy. I don't have to get you a card, right? Well, here's the deal. Um, she has to remind me too often of this truth because it maybe it'll come in the form like this. That it's your brother's birthday. Did you call him? It's like, right? Hey, that um, it's your parents' anniversary. Did you call them? <laughs> Ooh, love you, mom and dad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, that did you talk uh, to Jaden and Danny and see how their first day of fostering is going? Uh, pull out a text. Hey, Jaden, how's the uh, first day of fostering going? Yeah, totally. Uh, haven't heard back from him yet. And uh, she'll go, did you send a text or did you actually talk to him? And that's when she catches me and I'm guilty, right? Because that's, that's, I don't know. For me, you're thinking, wow, this guy is not that engaged of a person. <laughs> that's, that's a struggle with certain personalities, right? If we're more task-oriented than people-oriented, oftentimes some of those things are uh, very rewarding, but a discipline and we can fall short in those areas. So maybe that's you, or maybe it's very natural, like you wanna have the relational conversation first. I don't know. Statistically, people in this community, get this, in a Mission Insight demo, like a, a geographical report of our community, it said that 26% less than the national average <laughs> people would desire to talk to someone on the phone in this community. People have actually now started choosing, that's like surveying 15,000 people in our region. And they said, uh, we don't want people to call us. They, uh, stop calling me. We've now like embraced the text or the email and I'll never unsubscribe. I just keep getting it in my junk promotional email. Um, you know, we forfeited one of the most intimate forms of communication, our voice, for something that's faster, that's more transactional, that's more, dare I say, content. Uh, content's not the same as community. And I think we're discovering that as we're growing more lonely and more lonely, sending the text. Like here's, here's what's content over a community, sending the text. Sending the text instead of making sure you connect face to face, voice to voice. Pick up the phone or do a FaceTime or whatever. There's so many options nowadays for us to actually human to human contact, even in a more safe way. But the text sometimes is just too, too simple. A voicemail even means more than that. Just a thought. This week, uh, in one of the two conferences I experienced, I uh, got a lot of growth and inspiration 
this week in some church leadership conferences, I experienced one of the speakers put it this way. We need to be more thoughtful. I think that I just wrote the word thoughtful down and that cut to me like that was a check. And knowing this talk was was coming, the next time you find yourself resorting to content over community, may the word come charging into your head, thoughtful. Maybe I should be more thoughtful right now. When we were made in the likeness of image of God, the same God who walked with Adam, right? He put in us the same desire for a community that he was walking out to have conversation, to speak, to hear tone, the passion and pain that can be heard through voice tones and intonations. And I found this study really interesting that I found online, which means it's true if I could Google it. Anyway, now uh, this was actually by some reputable research uh, studies showed, and it was a Canadian study that showed this, pregnancies in the fifth month show that the baby can hear and feel the vibration of sounds from the mother, especially the mother's voice. Uh, statistics showed that in the 25th to 29th week, 46% of babies would experience a spike in their heart rate when the mother speaks, but get this, in the 32nd through 34th week, 83% of babies would experience that spike in heart rate. And not just with the mother's voice now, it's with other recognizable voices like the father's voice. And this is before the baby ever is born, your voice matters. That's crazy, insightful to me. Your voice is a gift. Let's be more thoughtful and intentional with it. Let's talk to each other. Final thought here, man, if we want to walk with each other, uh, well, no, no, actually, I'm not going to jump ahead because there's a story that I love where Jesus walks with two disciples that are just down and out and they're walking to Emmaus after Jesus' death and resurrection. And they're like, Jesus died on the cross. How could this be? And they're so confused. And you, you could jump into the whole story and read it, but I'm going to catch it when Jesus finally reveals himself. In Luke 24, 27, it says, Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he, he broke it and gave it to them. And suddenly their eyes were opened and they, and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts, listen to this, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? His voice made their adult hearts burn the same as those babies in the womb's hearts elevated. That should move us to listen more to the voice of God. Thought three. 
you grow together. And it's a continuation thought. You grow together. Jesus showed up, talked to these disciples who were confused on their way to Emmaus about the resurrection. And they were confused Jesus wasn't back yet. And he's like, I am. I'm right here with you walking on the trail. He helped them grow deeper in their understanding of the scriptures, which then allowed them to fully comprehend in an instant who this was with them. They grew in relationship with one another. Like they experienced a moment of life together that they will never forget. And this is where relationships take a whole new step of depth and power and meaning. When we make time to grow together, we experience community from the inside out. Like our hearts are moved together at the same time in a room or online. We grow together. We have shared experience together. And something begins to form. It's not only knowledge that we're seeking from a Bible study or a Bible reading plan or uh, an intentional season of growth groups. It's what comes out of that shared growth that is so powerful. It's not just content. I mean, we might get smarter if we're just studying content, but that only grows knowledge, not in community. When we, when we marry growth and community together, we begin to have common pursuit and journey together that results in something deeper and more heartfelt than we can even pitch on a video or a piece of paper to convince you to be a part of one. I mean, there is such power in the process that is written in the Bible and the scriptures where, where groups of people grew together and literally walked together. I mean, we go from getting to know one another to caring for one another, and then we're serving one another in love because we've become so dear to each other. This can happen with, the, uh, with a common growth experience within a church service, but it's harder. It takes way longer and it's a little more content than, than community. The most pure and powerful place for us to grow together is in a smaller context. We've said it before that we are inspired in rows, but we grow around tables. Maybe we should add you grow around tables or on Zoom. <laughs> Oh, maybe not. But anyway, you know, that, that's the, God's given us this so we can continue to grow. Are we choosing to engage in community and growth in spite of our context? And so we're, we need to lean into this. This is where the fullest experience of life is found. Something amazing happens when we grow together. Now, content over community in this area? Um, maybe church. Just wanting to show up and kind of check a box of, of, okay, I went to church this week, whether it's online or whether it's Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, and I'm inspired, and it lasts maybe the rest of the day. And then we were challenged. I mean, so when we grow together, in a growth group, you don't, um, you don't accept anything less than community. But when you show up to church, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, we can sneak out the back, don't want to talk to anybody, and because social distancing, and, 
And it can be even, I want you to come to church. That's part of the journey. But it's church and. Not, well, I did my one church thing of the week. We need relationship with each other as we grow in our relationship with Jesus. When we grow in community together, when someone has a need, when you're in community together, you don't hesitate. You just show up. You have the conversation. You show up because you know what you could do for them. It's too easy to say, oh, I'm sorry. Just let me know if I can do anything. That's content over community. Community is, hey, we were thinking of you. Here, we did this. We love you. We know what you're going through. We're with you. Content over community might look like bragging about the generosity of your church, but maybe you're either not involved in the generosity or you didn't even serve. It might look like, um, you know, I share the stories. We're starting to share the stories about the community Big Give and going to paint that picture and encourage us to be a greater part this year than ever before. But it's like sharing the stories about what our church does at Community Big Give, but we haven't shown up to serve for it in years. We're missing out on what God intends. He wants our hands and feet and our hearts invested in our community and serving together as community. Now we have shared stories and growth and experience. You bring it all together and it's an incredible gift from God. Let's grow together in growth groups at Open Life this year. Let God elevate your life as you begin to grow with each other. No more growing alone, right? No more trying to do this thing called pandemic by yourself. <laughs> All times, this is when we need to prioritize community and growing. Let the word of God burn in your heart as you grow together. And let the same experience happen that happened to those disciples on their way to Emmaus. That they just go, did our hearts not burn within us? And your stories of growing together will last you a lifetime. Each week, for the next five weeks, we're going to have a confession at the end. You're like, oh, shoot, I showed up on the wrong day. What do I have to confess? No, it's a positive confession that leads us to action. This week's confession is this. I will walk with others. I will walk with others. Say it however you want. I will walk with others, right? Write it down somewhere. Put it on the mirror. Put it in the refrigerator. Wherever you're more frequently visiting, right? On your computer, students, right there next to the Zoom link. Uh, I will walk with others. Be determined to get the obstacles out of the way and walk with others. One of the ways you can walk with others, we've just said quite a few times, sign up for a growth group at the link, on the screen, in your app, right now. Don't wait any longer. Put down what works for you. We're gonna put those groups together and it's go time, right? We need to do that. Another is we can actually merge content and community. How's that? We're gonna start a common Bible reading plan. It's not a lot, We're not. it's not a huge task. We're just giving you a, a, a bit a day and it starts on the 5th. So October 5th, we're going to start reading Luke together. 
So make sure you grab either the PDF off the website or Next Steps page, or you follow along on that icon on the bottom right of the app or follow the plan on you version. There, there's a million options. Click the one that works for you. So there's no excuse. Let's read the same passages. So now when we're reaching out and having conversation with one another, probably not on text, we're probably picking up the phone this week, and having a conversation, we can have a common language about what we're reading in scripture together. We gotta grow together. We gotta go the same direction and move ahead, all in, together ahead. Let's tell stories of being thoughtful. I wanna hear it. Send me a message, send me an email, send me a, a social media post. Tag me in a moment you see that's thoughtful or that you actually participate in that's thoughtful. What are you doing that's thoughtful? When you get stopped in your tracks or what didn't you do and you felt that check of the Holy Spirit? I can't wait to read those this week. I believe the Holy Spirit is stirring us to participate in genuine community together. God, I thank you for everyone who is able to be here today and tune in, watch this talk. And I pray that God, you will move deeply in the hearts. May our hearts burn as we hear stuff like this. May we be determined to show up. May we be determined to talk with each other. And may we be determined to grow together. God, let's take the excuses away. Let's lay them down and humble ourselves and say, okay, God, I want to experience the fullest life you've intended for me. That peace of mind you promised throughout scripture for my life, I want to experience it. And I know that, yes, I need to lay my life down and follow you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. If you've yet to pray that, just confess that. I want you to be my Lord and Savior, Jesus. And then I want to grow that relationship deeper than it is. I want to find out what your character is even more so for my life. Thank you, God, for moving in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. It's a great, great talk. Talk three of community over content. Have a blessed week. Be thoughtful.